It's not always the big things that change the world. It's the small acts of kindness that happen repeatedly over a lifetime that make the world a better place. So every week we share a story of someone like you who is doing good in the world in their own way. Welcome to Doing Good with Carmen Herbert. Hello everyone and welcome to Doing Good. I'm your host, Carmen Herbert, and on the show today, I have a good friend of mine. His name is Adam Holdaway, and he's the director of the Rise Performing Company for Utah Copa, which is Utah Conservative of Performing Arts. Adam graduated from BYU with a BM in music in music education, and he has over 20 years experience in teaching, both privately and in the public schools. He's a freelance musician and producer and has actually played with me for a couple of shows, which we need to do again, Adam, by yes. the way. Yes, we do. Because it was so fun. Um, Adam's had the opportunity to share the stage with many talented artists <laughs> like myself um, and including <laughs> Grammy award-winning artists, Randy Bachman, Steve Smith from Journey and session drummer, Greg, please tell me his last name. Bissonette. Bissonette and local artists, <laughs> Jericho Road, Sherry Call, Sam Payne. And Carmen Rasmussen. And Carmen Rasmussen, that is exactly right. <laughs> Adam um, is proficient on the drums and bass and has been um, performing and playing for over 25 years and got to start playing in local bands. His first major band, and I wanna ask you about the name Nectar. Ooh, that sounds hardcore, Adam. <laughs> Um, took the local market by storm in 1992. And then you joined a band called Mulberry Drive, which was a huge success locally and in college markets throughout the country, which by the way, college markets are money. You get in to perform with in, in colleges and performances and stuff. That's awesome. Um, and then you had a single called Thousand Years reached number four on several indie radio charts, which is super awesome. 14, 14. I wish it was four, but only 14. 14. Oh, 14. We oh, had Madonna I, on I one side of us the one. Mariah, Mariah Carey on the other side. So we were right between Madonna and Mariah Carey. That chart, is so. super <laughs> awesome with your think, band yeah. Mulberry Drive. So um, tell me about the band name nectar who came up with that and for and why i i wish i could remember um it, we were <laughs> three piece band at byu um a guy by the name of quinn luke who was still i mean he's doing very well in the music industry uh and uh fantastic i say fantabulous that's not even a word uh, fantastic, it is a word now fantabulous singer he reminded me a lot of stevie wonder and so we had this like funk R&B, Motown feel to this three-piece band, early 90s sound. Um, and, uh, but the name, I have no idea. I really, I, I it's so long ago, I don't even remember how we came up. I, he, I think Quinn probably came up with the name, I don't I love it. Nectar. Like nectar. the, just the sweet nectar of life. Yes. Name the movie. Name the movie. Sweet nectar of life. Oh, you lost me there. I know. It's Disney. It, it's from Finding Nemo. And it's where oh. the crabs are eating those nasty fungus yes. bubbles from the pipes. Yes. Sweet yes. nectar of life. That's my, yes. Aus that's my Aussie accent. <laughs> that's, I'm impressed, really. So, that's, yeah, thank you. Wow. So, Adam and I, we met, oh my gosh, how many years ago do you think? Um, oh, eight? five, six, five, six, well. Because my youngest is six, and I've, and he was. I came to Cope in twenty fourteen, so that's seven years ago. Seven years, so okay, so then you're right, six years ago, because he was 
I remember I was still nursing him because that's what my big thing when Mindy was asking if I wanted to join the COPA team, Mindy Smoot Robbins. And I said, well, I have a nursing baby. And she's like, that's okay. Bring your baby. So yeah. So it must've been like 2015 ish, 16, something like that. Um, So we've known each other for a few years and I was the artistic director for the um, awesome group rise at Utah COPA, which was so much fun working with Adam and of course, Corey Allerton, who's amazing from Saturday's Warrior, who can forget. And it's just the coolest, coolest company and the coolest team and and just an amazing environment for kids to learn musical theater, pop, songwriting, vocal skills with like the best of the best in the industry. I'm, I'm no longer there, but the incredible Sherry Call is um, is there and, and who took my place. And tell me a little bit about... Um, what you guys do at COPA, what your role is, and what yeah. you hope these kids learn and develop being in this in this awesome music dance theater company. Well, I'm going to answer that backwards. I'm going to go to the last question first. Okay. Uh, the big thing that, of course, we want kids to come in and um, progress in their skills and in yeah. dancing and singing, performing and acting. Um but I think for me, and I know for COPA as well, part of our mission statement is to build confidence. We yeah. see so many of these kids come in who lack confidence. And we look, we, we take them under our wing. We work with them. We help build those talents. And as their talents build and grow, as the experiences they have on stage or in the studio or, you know, whatever it might be in class, uh, yeah. as we can help them see these little uh, successes and sometimes big successes, it yep. helps build that confidence. So I've seen kids come into this program with zero confidence and leave like owning the world. And it's awesome. So to me, that's, I like to see that. I mean, whether they leave the program and they're superstars or not, I don't, that doesn't really matter to me as much. I mean, it's awesome when they can leave and go get a, a scholarship at a university or a recording contract or get on a, a reality show or whatever it might be. Those are really neat successes, but to yes. me, the biggest is just the confidence that they can leave here with. And honestly, that just as um, having worked at Copa and as a vocal coach, it's not even about like them even having a career after this. It's more for me, like you said, about the complete confidence in themselves and the ability to be like, I can do anything now because there's something about putting your talents, especially singing and dance in front of other people. It's something that is so raw and comes from you. Like there's something different, like, and, and not to knock on anyone that is an artist or that, or that is a, um, you know, a, a public speaker or anything, but when you're singing or dancing, like moving or your voice or your body in a way that is supposed to evoke emotion and express yourself, there's something about that that is especially vulnerable for kids. And when yes. they can do that with confidence, even if, if they're not the best singer or like, hello, I was not on American Idol, but to have the confidence to stand in front of people and share their talent. I mean, I've had parents come up to me and say, you will never know what you've done for my child. You, you will never know like just their ability to, to believe in themselves, like from performing is like, I mean, it is worth its weight in gold, like no amount of money unless it like, it's all worth it just for them. And then they can go on and be like, I can do anything now, whatever they want to do in their lives. 
they can face it with confidence because they got up and sang in front of a couple hundred people and parents. Well, I'll tell you just a little tiny story of this happened just two weeks ago in one of our little camps here at our summer camps. And we had this, uh, this camp pop students. They're like four to six year old or four to seven year old kids. And one kid came in and um, I heard the parent over talking with the director of the, the, the camp, uh, that class. And she was saying that after the first day of camp, they could never get this child to sing in the house or dance, do anything like that at all. Like the kid was just reserved at home and would, wouldn't do that. After yeah. one day at coming to camp and working with Corey uh, in that camp, that girl went home and she was singing around the house and dancing. And the no mom came way. back the next day. It was just like, this is that whatever you did yesterday is a miracle because we've never seen oh. her do anything like that. So those little stories you get, and I'm sure there's more that I'll never hear, but yeah. uh, you, you're just like, that's why I do it. That's, that's, why, that's I why I do we it. Keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. That's why I do it because it is hard and it is long. And sometimes you're at the studio or teaching and the kids aren't excited to be there or they act like they're not excited to yeah. be there. And you're like, I have a family at home that I could be with. And you're like, you know, just being a grump. But what really everything that they learn, it, it all soaks in and, and they are learning something and then they'll get home and be like, well, maybe I can hit that high note. I thought I couldn't, or maybe, maybe I can do that riff that I thought I couldn't do. And, and maybe yeah. I can write that song that was really hard for me and I couldn't finish it. And, Oh, it's so cool. So tell me a little bit about when you fell in love with music and why you wanted to get into mm. teaching music to children. Or, or did you never think that you would be a music teacher and director? No, you like, no, no. I never thought it. I, uh, that's a really good question. And this goes way back to when I was probably seven or eight years old. Um, of course, you know, mom forced me to take piano lessons and I did it. Yeah. Pain is painful for four years. And then painful. she got tired of hearing the same song over and over again. So she's like, you're done. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's when I fell in love with music was after she let me quit. Um, then I would say interesting all the time. Um, but I was, I would go to my friend's house. Kevin Hollinger lived down the street from me and we'd spend a lot of time together and our group of friends. He had an older brother, was probably four or five years older than me. And I remember he had this purple hollow body electric guitar and an amp. And I'd never seen anything like that. And I was, I did piano and my dad had a classical nylon string guitar, but I did, wasn't that much into it. But I heard him playing guitar in his room and I'm supposed to be down the hall playing with my friends, right? Yeah. Six, seven, eight, eight years old, whatever. We're supposed to be playing cops and robbers or whatever. Yeah. But I hear this guitar in his brother's room, so I'm like, I go wander down, and I, he lets me come in and hang out, and he's playing Beatles songs on his guitar. Awesome. And at that point, I was just like, this is really cool. I, yeah. I'd rather be hanging out here than down the hall with my friends. Yeah. And it was at that point that I was like, this is kind of cool. So then I had my mom start buying me Beatles albums, and this was like late 70s. Um, and so she would surprise me every once in a while with a new Beatles album that she, she'd pick up. And then I really started getting into music and I taught myself guitar. And then I got, wanted to learn the drums. So we traded a guitar for a drum set. And by junior high, I was like late June, like ninth grade, I joined band in ninth grade. And uh, I was kind of annoyed because 
the director put me in the seventh grade band as in ninth grade. It was my first year ever doing it. <gasps> oh my goodness. And, uh, and, but it was okay. We had a lot of fun. I made some good friends, but uh, it was miserable. And then got into high school and I, um, I met my first band director in high school, which is my only band director in high school, David Fulmer, who's legendary in the band world. Uh, he taught at Pleasant Grove High School, then he went to Timpview, and he was a legend there. He was at Snow College. He's been all over the place, UVU. Um, so he's he's a legend, and he inspired me, and it was because of him that I wanted to go into education. Had a, a, you know a fantastic three years of high school with Dave Ulmer and uh, decided I want to be a, a music teacher. I want to teach band. Awesome. And uh, so that's, you know, went to BYU and did the whole music ed thingy. And then here I am. But that I is, so oh, cool. but I didn't stay on that path the whole time, but yes, that's, that's where I, that's, but that's where I am now. And that's where you are now and ended up at Copa teaching and influencing these kids' lives. So my son, Boston, who's 12, decided last year, uh, two years ago that he wanted to do percussion. And I was like, heck no. Cause I have four boys. <laughs> and if one, if we have a drum set in the house, I will lose my ever loving mind. And so I'm like, we cannot like, it's already like just level 10 loudness all the time. So, but I said, okay, fine. You can try it. You can try it. So for this little band that they did, it was like multiple elementary school. So this is, you know, fifth grade band stuff. And so it was percussion, but it was like, it was like the bell kit and mm -hmm. like, you know, it, one little drum that they'd pound on, it wasn't like a set and whatever. So I rented this bell kit. It was like 50 bucks a month for just a couple months or something crazy. And I took him to practice two mornings a week, 6 a.m., 6 to 7 a.m. before school started or 6.30 to 7.30 before school started. And he'd do his, his practice and then we'd come home. And he is pretty private. So he didn't really tell me a whole lot about <laughs> what he was doing in there. And, and pretty soon I found out that he was the only child that had signed up for percussion. It was him and the teacher. And Whoa. at that point I was like, I emailed her and I was like, um, I'm sure Boston is so uncomfortable, like being the only kid there in a portable by himself, like with the teacher in the morning. And she's like, I will, I'll, I'll have the other students come to his time. And so he won't be by himself anymore. And I'm like, okay, great. So then he started doing it with other students, like that were the other grades for the percussion, whatever. So Christmas concert rolls around and I'm so excited to see what Boston's been learning on percussion, the rhythm section yeah. for the span. And he gets up there and she gives him a, a, a jingle bell hand. What are those things? Jingle bells. A, yeah. a jingle bell, but it has like eight different, or, you know, yeah. it has you bells on the all top the top of it. And it found yep. it. Yep. Yep. That is what he did. He played jingle bells and hand pounded the jingle bells. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and I'm filming it like this must just be the intro. And then he's going to move over to the bell set and the drums because he's been practicing for six weeks, Adam. Six weeks. <laughs> And then in one more song, jolly old Saint Nicholas, boom, lean your ear this way, boom. He pounded the bass drum like three times. And then he would hand it off to the other kid and he'd pound it, don't you tell a boom. So that is all he did. And I'm like, Boston, 
did you use your bell kit even one time? Well, no. I'm like, why did you not tell me that you did not even open your bell kit that I have been renting for six weeks and you didn't even crack it open? And so that was our one and only percussion experience. He All that time, early mornings, I'm getting up late. I'm like, but he's learning something he loves. <laughs> just to watch him hand pound the jingle bells and do like two whacks on the bass drum for the whole concert. And that was it. Hey, that was you know what? That's, that's the life of a percussionist right there. That's it. No, well, I'm like, <laughs> come on. Like you didn't even get to, you didn't even get to play anything. And he learned a bunch of songs. Yeah. No, nope, they, he's like, our teacher didn't want to do those ones. And I'm like, that is unbelievable. <laughs> so I'm like, well, no, he's doing violin now. We're doing violin and we're playing actual songs and doing actual things. But I've had multiple boys beg me. My dad drummed too. He drummed when he was younger and he did drum competitions in Canada and he was awesome. And they've begged me to drum like Grandpa Carl. And I'm like, I don't know. How did your mom do it? Did she put you in a soundproof room? Could you only no. practice for day? I To this day, I don't know how she did. I should ask her because um, – I mean, I got the drum set and my older brother, he want, he played on it too. And we would play for hours and hours. And Where? Um, At the garage? No. We had like a little playroom down by our bedrooms. And oh, my so it was God. One end of the house. So, no, it was in the house. And there was just this really thin sliding door that would separate where we were from the rest of the house. And my mom never complained about it. She, oh, sweet She just mother. let us play. And we would put our headphones on and put on a Phil Collins song or a Rush song or whatever back in you know, back in the eighties, and uh, just played our Phil Collins. Oh, classic! Like th that is awesome. Of course, you would play the drums to Phil Collins. Yeah, and you just you've got to play it. Yeah. Oh, and she's so, just like my boys are learning a talent, and I'm like, yes. be quiet. I need to be better at that. Are do you feel like are drums easy to pick up? Are they difficult? Do you have to kind of have a talent for them? Is it like piano, like you? You can learn to play or is it like no you gotta have really good coordination really good rhythm really good a really good ear you do need those things they more difficult um, coordination and rhythm um you know i i i used to teach privately a lot and uh you know you could the new kids come in and just learning and you can tell almost right away like okay this kid got rhythm he's got a feel he'll pick this up pretty quick he or she sorry and um and others come in you're just like oh bless your heart <laughs> Bless you and bless your parents. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah this dear. is going to be rough, yeah. but uh, yeah. we'll, we'll do what we can and, uh, and, and some yeah. pick it up. But uh, I, I think with the advent of, of Guitar Hero and the electric kit that came with the old yeah. guitar and rock band, that helped a lot, actually, I think. Um, I miss Guitar Hero. Well, why don't they do it? I think Guitar Hero was awesome and learning the, yeah. the rhythm and the beats. And I, like, I think that would be awesome. Yes, do yes. they even sell it anymore? I don't even know if you can still get Guitar Hero anymore. We, we pulled ours out of storage about six months ago and the kids play it like all the time. Well, See, I, mean, I think we, it's we so... Play it, so... Dang it. I think it's awesome. I don't know. Yeah, well, well... it's too many uh, cell phones and social media and no time for guitar hero no time for guitar hero dang it <laughs> well i think it'd be so awesome maybe someday i'll be a nice mom like yours and i'll let my boys learn the drums oh you are a nice mom already you're, you're great no it well get them I, a I drum think, set for sure our drum sets um are they super pricey compared to other instruments that you'd purchase no not for starter, starter kits no i mean there's okay. nothing fancy with a starter kit but they're not 
they're reasonable. You can oh, get maybe into Christmas. It for a few hundred bucks. That'd be a good Christmas Just presentation. Just get them an electric drum kit, and then they can put the headphones on, and you never have to hear them. Oh, fun! Really? So, an electric drum kit? Why don't you hear anything? Well, it's all—it's pads, just like they look kind of like a practice pad. Um, but uh, practice some, pads. Nowadays, okay. they, they, they come with like drum heads too. But yeah, but uh, all you hear in the other end of the house is just a little bit of tick, 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 tick. But it's really. Do you feel like they learn? Can they learn just as much in dynamics and beats just as well with an electric than with a regular one? I mean, beats, yes. <laughs> Dynamics, no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no. Unless, you, unless you buy them a really expensive electric kit. But uh, the little cheap ones, no. But if you want sanity and peace of mind and peace of house, yes. then yeah, electric kit's a good way to go. And then if they love it and they're really good, then they can maybe upgrade to a... Then you get them, yes. That might be a good thing to do. All right, well, maybe we'll try that. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. um. Tell me a little bit about what your favorite part is of being at COPA. We talked a little bit about watching kids grow and um, overcome insecurities and get better. But what is one of your favorite things about working with this age group in particular versus teaching adult students, you know, how to play drums or how to sing? Um, what do you love about teenagers and kids and developing their talents, especially um, at COPA? Well, um, I discovered this in college when I was in the music ed program at BYU. Um, you know, you have to do your student teaching. And I did student teaching at junior high and at high school. And I realized I really like working with high school kids. Junior high kids, not as much. <laughs> but uh, and I don't mind junior high kids. They're great. But I really enjoy working with high school students. Uh, they're kind of at that age where they've gotten through those junior high years, which are tough. Those are tough years. Yes. And um, they kind of have a better idea, not always, but a good idea of where they want to go, what they want to do. They're willing to listen a little more. And um, they, for me, I mean, it's kind of selfish, but they help me continue to feel young. Yeah. Yep. So I, and I, I like that. Uh, I've had plenty of jobs where I've worked with people my age, and that's great. And I enjoy the camaraderie of people who I can associate with and relate to uh, on my level of, you know, we can talk 80s music all we want, and, and we get each other. But uh, but I love working with high school kids because of the energy that they bring, um, the desire. And again, it's for me, it just, I get to feel young, which yeah. at my age, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. So if a parent is listening and they're like, well, my child and I get is to musical. work with cool people. So and yeah. you get to work with awesome people. Honestly, like Copa, like some of the best of the best. Yeah. It's such an awesome environment for kids and and for adults. So if, if people are listening, they're like, what is Utah Copa? And, and how could I get my kid involved? My kid loves to sing or my kid loves to dance or my kid loves to write songs or play musical instruments or whatever. Um, tell us just briefly about the different programs at Copa and why their kids should get involved and how they can check it out. Yeah. So Copa, we are basically divided into three areas of, of learning. We have our dance academy. We have our MDT or, or Music Dance Theater Academy, um, your, your Broadway type stuff. And then we have our Pop Academy. And so, you know, we'll have parents come in and say, my kid loves music. 
what should they do? And so the first thing we'll ask is, well, do they like the dance? Um, what songs do they, if they're singing karaoke, what are they going to pull up first? Are they going to pull up a Broadway song to sing or are they going to sing a Beyonce tune? And that kind of gives them an idea of, and gives us an idea of where do we want to steer this child. If, if they are singing Beyonce, rocking out to Beyonce all the time or, or whoever it might be in the pop world, then we're going to try and encourage them, well, why don't you go to the pop program and check it out? Yep. And if they love uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber, they're going to Broadway. We're going to send them to MDT. Um, but a lot of kids will come in young and we'll put them in our classes and let them try it out. And with no like contract or anything, just come month to month and try it out and see how you like it. Try a pop class, try an MDT class, go do a dance class. Uh, and so kind of gives a kid an idea to figure out what they want to do. Other kids come in yeah. and know exactly. I want, I want to be on Broadway. So, okay. Yes. All right. Let's get you on this track here and get you going. Um, so there's a lot of, lot of opportunity for kids to try, you know, in the performing arts where a lot of different things. Plus we have a new theater program too. We j we're just starting this year. So that's our fourth Academy now is, is our uh, Copa uh, theater program. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What is what's the difference between theater and MDT? So theater, they will do like Shakespeare Festival. It'll be focused cool. just on acting. Um, oh, okay. So doing monologues. Uh, um, so more more on the acting side of things. Where MDT, yes, they they get acting classes, but they're also dancing. They're also singing. Where in the acting company it's, it's all acting so some kids that be like that might be like i would love to be in a play i love acting but i am not coordinated and i do not have a good singing voice the theater company would be a good fit for them yes yeah yeah just going into the acting company yep awesome well um i think that honestly performing and 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 singing and dancing is so great for kids. Even if you think, well, I don't know if my kid would like it, you might be surprised with how much they blossom in in a, in a program and an environment like COPA because it's so inclusive and everyone builds each other up and you have to work like they, at the end of the year recitals, they do group songs and they're singing together and they're harmonizing and they're learning to play off each other in theater, be in the same, you know, with dancing. It's just, it's such a great way to build confidence individually, but also to work with someone else. And, and even work if like yeah. work with the team and someone's maybe overly confident or likes a spotlight, maybe someone isn't like how to deal with that dynamic. Like it's just wonderful life lessons. I, some of my very favorite memories growing up, I was in so many different performing groups growing up and, um, and, and of course, like in the plays in high school and some of my very favorite memories were performing on stage as a child and, and, and a teenager. So, um, if you're interested, tell people where they can go to find out more, what the website is or it, Instagram pages, stuff like that, yeah. where they can learn more. So we are on, uh, on the internet at utahcope.com. We have three locations. We have one in Draper, we have one in American Fork and one at Tuacon down in St. George. Um, so we, uh, if you go to Instagram, there's Utah Copa or at Utah Copa. There's at Utah Copa Draper, at Utah Copa Tuacon. You can kind of see what we're doing at all three of our locations, uh, as well as on Facebook. We have a Utah Copa, Utah Copa Draper, Utah Copa Tuacon. Um, awesome. And so you can, yeah, go in and see what our kids have been doing, our showcases. Cool. Uh, you know, we, we do concerts, uh, uh, 
not just we do the copy down at the Tuacon. Our pop kids perform at Valor down in Provo, which is a really cool opportunity. So cool, yeah. Um, yeah, we just had one of our student pop students that I work with. She got selected to perform at Fork Fest, uh, which is a big music festival in American Fork during the summer. So a lot of cool opportunities come these kids' way to to uh, perform outside of just what we teach them here at Opa. That is so cool. Well, thank you, Adam, so much for coming on the podcast today and for talking a little bit about what you do with Utah Copa and for all the good you are doing in these young kids' lives. Honestly, it's it it really is so impactful. And I love the story about the mom coming in and saying, oh, you just changed my daughter's life. And and truly, music really does. I'm obviously I I I believe that with all my heart. So thank you so much for coming on doing thank good you. today. Thanks for listening to this episode of Doing Good with Carmen Herbert, available exclusively inside Our Turtle House. At Our Turtle House, there's something for the whole family. From full-length talks that you can't get anywhere else from some of your favorite speakers, to fun family home evening lesson plans that follow the Come Follow Me curriculum. There's even short daily devotionals made specifically for your teens. Plus, you can get two months free when you sign up for an annual plan. Just go to OurTurtleHouse.com to get started. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you back here for another episode of Doing Good next week.